7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you. Uh, very good evening. Thank you for uh, staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM uh, Spot on. Tabiso Mosia is me, Luyolom Kalipi and Katlecho Mudiba are the producers and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer this evening. Tonight on the show we are going to go all the way to Bradford in England to catch up with a South African that is making waves that side in the world of darts. His name is Devin Peterson and he has taken darts up as a career and last year he reached the last 16 of the World Darts Championship which was his best run since 2014. He also uses a darts given to him by the legendary Phil the Power Taylor. If you follow darts you'll know who Phil the Power Taylor is and I think this also gives us an opportunity then to find out about the state of darts in the country. We did reach out to the federation that's responsible for darts in South Africa Uh, SA, but they were not keen to speak to us for reasons that we are not aware of. So if you are in the space of darts, please give us a call tonight uh, so we can understand the situation better. Our studio number is 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. We also take WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. We use the hashtag SAFM spot on on social media. So please uh, just let us know where you are around the country uh, how is the how is the game of darts doing what kind of support are you getting and is the talent out there and if there are kids that are playing darts I mean how far can they take it we'll also pose those questions uh, to Devin Peterson of course who's qualified for the world championship on three occasions and as I mentioned his best result came in, uh, in last year as well as in 2014 where he reached the last 16 on both occasions he's now ranked 60th in the world so we'll find out from him how he got started I know that there's a big darts community back in the Western Cape and he comes from a family that actually plays the game of darts and he will tell us whether one can make a living out of playing darts in South Africa or do you have to leave uh, uh, the country to go and make it overseas because we've seen how big it is overseas. I mean it's on TV they, the tournaments get packed and uh, Devin Peterson will talk to us about all of that. But before all of that we will actually hear from Bafana Bafana midfielder Bongani Zungu who is now based in France and he plays his football for Amiens in Ligue 1. He's been out of action for about four months now due to injury but he's back in training and he's hoping to be fit for next month's uh, qualifier for Bafana. Bafana is a crucial Afghan quali- um, qualifier yes, against Libya away from home next month. So we'll hear from Bongani Zungu about how um, he actually about his injury and uh, how he progressed over the last couple of months uh, uh, as he recovered from that injury and when does he expect to be back in action and obviously obviously we have to ask him about those tweets uh, there was a storm late last year when Bongani Zungu tweeted something about the assistant coach at Orlando Pirates Rolani Mukwena and a lot of people gave their opinion on that he even later on apologized for that and he will explain to us what exactly was going on there and we'll shoot actually also going to get his thoughts on the derby. The derby is coming up this uh, weekend. Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates. It's a Chiefs home game this time around. So we'll also get uh, a chance to hear from Bongani Zungu and just to catch up with him and we'll hear from him after the break. So if you want to join the conversation at any time, feel free to call us 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. On WhatsApp, we take voice notes on 061-4104-107 and we use the hashtag SAFMSpotOn. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. 
So then as promised, then let's catch up with Bongani Zungu, who is based in France. He plays in Ligue 1 for Amiens, and uh, they're not doing so well in the league. And I guess that's why he's itching to get back uh, to action. We had to catch up with Bongani uh, Zungu earlier today uh, because he had other commitments later on and he's making steady progress from his knee injury that kept him out of action, as I mentioned, for about uh, four months. And as you can imagine, there was a lot to talk about with the former Mamelodi uh, Sundowns amid a filter. And I began the interview by just asking him how far he is with the recovery from this uh, injury. The recovery is going well. You know, everything is good. You know, I'm back in training. But I'm just, you know, taking it slow. You know, I'm still lacking a bit of confidence. Mm. And uh, working. I'm just working on a few things, but, but I'm getting there. Are you only doing light training now or do you also take part in full training with the team? I get involved with the warm-up, you know, passing drills, but when it's like uh, contact and some small-sided games, you know, I'm, I'm still uh, a bit, you know, as I just said, like I'm, I'm, I lack a bit of confidence, you know, so so I would go like on my own with, uh, with the physical trainer and try to, 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 to work on my confidence, to work on, on, on a lot of things, you know. And can you just remind us of the nature of the injury that you suffered? Was it a knee injury? Yeah, a knee injury. It's called ACL. Oh. Uh, my yeah, I, 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 my ligaments were damaged and also the muscle. So, so it was a very bad injury. But but my body, you know, responded well for for, for from from the injury and. And I'm feeling better, you know. It's been four months now. Normally, it takes about five to six, I think. Mm. And mentally, how have you been dealing with this? Has it been a tough challenge for you to deal with this injury? Honestly, it, it was. It, it was. It wasn't like a tough challenge because I've, I've I've had a bad injury before when I was at Sundowns, you know. So mm. mentally, I was, you know, I, I was just strong, and 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 also the support that I have, you know. You know, so it wasn't like a, a difficult, you know, moment. But I just uh, the only difficult thing is that you know I just want to get back to the pitch, you know, and try to help the team because the team is not doing well. So that's all. But mentally, I was just strong and you know trying to focus so I can get back to the pitch as soon as possible. Mm. And I'm sure the coach and your teammates also can't wait to have you back. As you've mentioned, the team is not doing well on the log at the moment, second from bottom. Yeah, for sure. You know, we speak about this, you know, and I also try to motivate the guys, you know. You know, it's a very difficult moment, but uh, we believe that we will uh, try and, 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 and win games. You know, hopefully they can win a few games before I return so that there won't be too much pressure, you know. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, they, they, we, we speak and I try to motivate the guys, and they believe that they can they can win a few games. Mm. And what kind of a team is Amin's uh, Bongs? Because we don't see the uh, French football here in South Africa. What is expected of the team in terms of target uh, from the fans and from management? Well, last season the team came from League Two, mm. and um, the objective was just to stay in League One. So this season, you know, they they, they, they wanted to to improve from last season, you know, try to go, you know, um, one step ahead, you know. I think last season we finished uh, 12th or 11th, if I'm not mistaken. So this season was about, you know, 
going up maybe to top eight, you know, you know, so 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 that's that's about it. But but Amiens is just uh, you know, it's a good club, you know, um and uh we've got, you know, some quality players and they also signed, you know, a lot of players this season, you know, it's just that, you know, they haven't been playing well and I feel like, you know, also my, my injury affected the team because because I play a very, you know, huge role in the team and when I got injured, you know, that the team suffered a little bit, but they tried to get uh, a midfielder, but, you know, we are not the same, you know, so, mm. so yeah. And and how's the fan base there? Is it a big fan base? So do you get a full house or is it only when you play against big teams? No, it's always full, you know, mm. like uh, the people of Amiens, you know, they're really supporting the team, you know, even in training, you know, they come, you know, so the support base is really big and our stadium, you know, the vibe when it's match day, you know, you know, I'm sure the opponents feel that they play away because it's always a full house. And a lot of people here at home were excited to hear that you are back in a training at least and they want to know are you hopeful of being back uh, in time for Bafana's game against Libya next month? Yeah, I'm sure I should be back, you know, and I should be back by then, you know, but at first obviously I need to to play here, play a few games so that I can get a call up and hopefully I'll be called up. But uh, I'm sure I'll be I'll be fit by by much. Mm. And has the coach or anyone at Safa been in touch with you just to get an update on your progress? Yeah, I met the manager when I was in South Africa in December, and and uh, Coach Stewart also came here to watch a PSG Liverpool game, and I was also at the stadium. And uh, he was in contact with the director of our team, and I didn't meet him. But we, you know, the director of the team just told me about him and what he says, and I also passed my regards. And you know, so so we were in touch. But I, I spoke to the manager personally of Bafana, and and uh, he was just encouraging me to to get back to the pitch, you know, quicker and and, and stronger. And and were you away when he came to the team? Is that the reason why you couldn't meet with him? Well, before he came to see me, he specifically came to see me. He came to watch my match. And after that, we met and we spoke. Mm. But this time around, I was, well, the, the, the director of our team told me that he's going to come. Mm. And uh, I told him, I also told him that, no, I'm going to be at the game. But it was short notice, you know. And after the match, I, I had to... I had to return home because the next day I had training, so I couldn't meet him. So I was not aware that he, you know, it was a short notice. Mm. And just on another yeah. note there, Lebohang Pire and Mutiba are in the final of the French Cup there. How, how big is, is that tournament? And, I mean, what does this achievement mean uh, for them? Because I'm sure you keep in touch with them. Yeah, I mean, it's a very huge cup here, you know. And I'm very proud of them, you know, and I'm happy that they, they're doing well for themselves, you know, and I uh, can't wait to watch the game, you know. You know, I, I told them that if I'm not, like, busy or whatever, I'll attend the, the final. So I'm very happy for them. And, it, you know, playing a cup final in, in Europe as a South African, you know, it means, 
you know, a lot. You know, I also experienced such when I was in Portugal, and it's good for them. And, and uh, the teams, you know, came against. I, I mean, Lebu Piri played against PSG and Monaco to mm. get to the final, and uh, uh, Motiva beat uh, Bordeaux in this. And those are like huge clubs, and and they, both of them they played, you know, some huge roles in the in the teams, you know. So. I'm very happy for them. It's good for them. It's good for their confidence and their career. Mm. And Keegan, how is he doing that side? Are you in touch with him? Uh, the last time I spoke to him, he was still injured, mm. uh, Keegan. And yeah, we haven't been in touch, but but uh, I think he's still nursing an injury. And because I haven't seen him like um, in the in his teams when his team is playing, you know, I don't see him. So I think he's still. Injured, but I hope he, he gets fit and, and get back to the pitch soon. Mm. And finally, a lot was said last year here about some of your tweets uh, that you made, and I know you later apologized for them, but how do you look back at, at, at those tweets and that time? Oh, well, my tweets were, I was just, you know, I didn't mean what what anyone, you know, was saying, you know, and, and uh, of course, you know, I've got so much respect and love for for Coach Pito. I wouldn't respect him, disrespect him. Sorry, I wouldn't like disrespect him, and and uh, he knows that that I wouldn't like uh, you know stoop that low. But but it's it's the people. It's, it's it's I feel like the people made it big, and and uh, and yeah, I mean, and Coach Mitchell also was involved. But as I said, you know, I I I didn't like mean it in the wrong way, and. And yeah, I, I apologize and I'm sure they're good, you know, because it's all in the past and, you know, life goes on. Mm. And did you get a chance to speak to Coach Pizzo? Honestly, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I thought of texting him, but I was, I was, you know, I will, you know, I will someday. I'll talk to him or call him or text him and maybe one day meet him. Mm. But I'm sure he's good, you know, he understands. You know what's uh, he understands. You know what, what what's happening, but but I haven't got a chance to, to text him or call him. No, for sure. And uh, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. Are you still following South African football? I do you know there's a derby this weekend? Yeah, I do. I do. There's a derby, and uh, I spoke to Vulani almost every day. I speak to Vulani almost every day, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it should be like. Uh, a very good match for for South African football, you know. How do you see it going? Ah, uh, for me, I'm, I feel like you know, I'm I'm happy when one of the teams like win, you know, because because mm. they they've you know, but lately Pirates have been like winning the derby and and since like I'm you know close with with uh, Coach Rulani, you know, I wish you know I wish him the best and I feel like Pirates can still you know win it. Okay, that is Bafana Bafana midfielder Bongani Zungu speaking to us earlier all the way from France. And it's good to hear that he is uh, recovering well from his injury and is hoping to return to action uh, very soon. And he also gave us an update on the three other South Africans that are playing in France, Lebohang, Piri and Mutiba. They are playing in the French Cup final next month uh, for their clubs. Uh, also, he gave us an update on Keegan Dolly. So it's good to see that the guys are still there. Uh, well, they do keep in touch there um, all the way in 
France. Pity we can't see the action here in South Africa with so many of our players now playing their football in League A. But it's good to hear from Bongani Zungu and it's good to hear that he is recovering well. We, we've got somebody that's called us and we're going to go to the lines after this break. If you want to react to this uh, interview, you can call us quickly on 0891 You can SMS on 40938 and you can WhatsApp on 0614104107. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, let's go to the lines here. Cabello uh, has been listening all the way from Zimbabwe and he wants to comment. Cabello, good evening and thanks for joining us. Ah, thank you. Same to you. <laughs> I know you. you Is that Shona? I'm saying, but I'm saying good evening. <laughs> Is that Shona? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, Tabisa. Um, listening to the interview, I feel like I wish one day you'd get uh, Bongani in studio so that we can call and ask him questions directly because this is a pre-recorded uh, interview. I wish uh, we could, I could ask him certain questions. And maybe the comment to me, my feeling as a Sandawana, I feel like he owes us an apology as Sandawana. We don't wanna, I don't want to dwell much on whatever that was said and uh, him saying he will apologize to Peter. It's been over, I mean, six months or five months or so. And I feel like he would just say, I'm sorry, Peter, for whatever that I said. I said it out of 10 or I didn't mean it. Then we lay to rest. I mean, those kind of things led to a supporter going into charging on Rulani, which is something we don't condone, we don't like. We don't want to see those kind of things in South African football. And again, I would like to touch on the story that just emerged when I got this side and uh, here, uh, PSL is charging uh, Sandals on Arantes' issue. And I, 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 listening and reading the tweets and everything, I'm not sure about how true is this, but uh, if Peter Ndobu did uh, we spoke to the match commissioner on that day and the vice guy and the rule, when I read the rule on Google, I feel like maybe we will have the Ajax saga again, whereby it was allowed to play uh, Ndoro after that, and then they said, no, 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 you broke the law. But otherwise, I'll listen on the radio. Uh, okay, Cabello, thank you for that. And uh, we were also hoping to get Bongani Zungu live so that you can interact with them like we did yesterday with Emiliano Tadei, but unfortunately he had other commitments, and this was the only time that we could uh, speak to him. But I hear you, and I think uh, what you're saying goes with what a lot of people People have been saying on social media ever since we've said um, that we're going to be speaking to Bongani Zungu. A lot of people not accepting the apology, especially the Mamelodi Sundowns fans. And from my side, I just find it strange that at, up until now, he hasn't actually spoken to Coach Pizzo or he hasn't even SMSed him, um, considering how people took those uh, tweets. So for me, that's what I really, really find odd. As far as Bidvers Vets is concerned, we did actually reach out to the parties involved to try and speak to somebody. This was yesterday. And uh, also... Um, Nobody was available to speak to us at the time. But what my understanding of the situation is that uh, obviously when Aranza wasn't in the 18-man squad and then Tapelo Morena pulled up injured, I think we all know that. Aranza was called up from the stands. And according to Sundowns, they had informed the match commissioner from what I have been told that they're going to make this change. And they were given the green light then by the match commissioner to go ahead and make this change. Uh, but the PSL has come back and to say that uh, when Aranza was ineligible, they're going to appear before the DC then uh, to sort that out. And I think 
think where the confusion is is that if you look at that NSL handbook, it says that if there is a change, then the match commissioner must be informed. But also the handbook also says that the change must be made from the 18-man squad, not from somebody who's out of the 18-man squad. So maybe that's where the confusion is. But let's wait for the DC this week and then we'll take it from there. Now you've called us from Pretoria also. Must be a Sundowns fan. Good evening. Sure, tell you, sir, it? Okay, and you, mate? I'm okay. Um, man, I want to comment. Yeah, I'm a Sundowns fan. I want to comment on the Bonganizungu issue, man. That was very unnecessary. Remember, if you can remember his tweet saying uh, Coach Ulan is doing an amazing job at, at, at Orlando Pirates, which mm. was I feel like it's a conversation that could have been had on, on WhatsApp. I mean, he said they talk, uh, because I, he said they talk frequently, and I feel like that was a bit disrespectful to Coach Mitchell. And then he went on further to disrespect our Coach Pizzo and Mangoba, uh, saying that even at Sundowns, Ran was doing all the, all, the, uh, all, all, all the work. I feel like it was a touch disrespectful, but I feel like how the situation was handled as well at that time it wasn't the best. And you, you, so you still want him to apologize, just like Cabello told us? No, we are not saying we want him to apologize, but I think he, it, he should clear things out with, as you said, like five minutes ago, that you think it's, 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 it's strange that he's not, he's not eyeing things out with Coach Pizzo and tell, tell Coach Pizzo what he meant. Mm, especially because he, okay, well, I guess him and Rulani are friends, they text each other, but as I said, because of the storm that this, is, this has caused, you would have expected for him to sort it out. Are you never from the vlog, boys? Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, you just hold, just stay on the line. You guys are doing a fantastic job there. Uh, we've seen some of the work that you do. How did you guys start this 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 vlog? Ah, oh, man, uh, the vlog was started as a platform, obviously inspired by Arsenal Fan TV, but also in South Africa. You know how um, there's a lot of things that are reported in, in in the media that are not as. That's why, hence, we have a relationship with the with the club, so that we can iron things out and help them iron some things out. But that's not the main objective of the vlog the main objective of the vlog is to just keep the conversation about sundowns going like just about local football if, if i can put it that way that's how we started this whole thing and obviously inspired by the platforms that they started in europe Arsenal fan tv copa 90 and and such and initially what was the reaction from the club when you started did they immediately welcome you and understand <laughs> what you were doing yeah, Tulani is such a wonderful uh, gentleman. Our media officer, he's such a, want- a wonderful ge- gentleman. Uh, he, he welcomed us with open arms. Uh, and then he started introducing us slowly to the club. Even now, not everyone in the club is familiar with exactly what we do, but they started to welcome us slowly and slowly. And what kind of support are you are you getting with this with, with this vlog? I mean, we, we are getting brilliant support, especially uh, from... Uh, we are Our main social media, except for YouTube, is Twitter. Especially on Twitter, we are getting a lot of love. But it's just small things. It's just... Uh, people disagreeing with us which is normal which is a platform for people to disagree with us it's just the the, the i can't say the hate but i'm saying uh the what the rival I, supporters yes the rival supporters yeah it's just mm. people just disagreeing with our opinions but uh the love is amazing and are you doing everything out of your own pocket uh everything is out of our own pocket uh but we're working with the car brand i'm not sure if i can say yes go. we are uh we are working with that with them they took us to the World Cup earlier uh, last year. Oh wow! So, yeah, we are. Is that Hyundai? Yeah, Hyundai. Yeah. Okay, so that's the, that's great to hear, man. Well done. You guys are doing some f- fantastic work uh, there, keeping your fans updated. So, how do people follow the vlog? Uh follow the you can follow the vlog on Twitter at msfc fan vlog, 
That's MSFC Fan Vlog. And then everywhere else, Instagram and YouTube is Masandawana Fan Vlog. Okay, great stuff, man. Well done, Newa and the rest Thank of the so much, Masandawana Vlog boys. They're very active on social media, keeping their fans updated. Hopefully, the other fans of the other clubs can also follow suit. And I um, do apologize to digress, but um, I thought it's important that we highlight what these guys are doing with their vlog. We've got a couple of voice notes too uh, regarding Bongani Zungu. So let's hear what people have to say. Member. I think Bongani Zungu is taking things for granted. He insulted Coach Pizzo and he should own, he should man up and go and talk to Coach Pizzo and apologize for his uh, mistake and his tweets because that was really disrespectful. But all in all, I think we're proud of the guys who are playing in France that are doing very well. And we have a top striker there. His, his finishes are, are extremely good. And we are enjoying that. Uh, those of us who can see glimpses of it on the internet, wish we, we, we one of these big uh, TV channels can go and just get those rights so that we can see and uh, keep track of our boys there. Uh, this is Justice Mabasa from Babatin. Thank you very much, member. Thanks, Justice. Uh, we've got a, do we have another one? Let's see if we've got another one. Thank you, Justice, for that. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. It's Cabello here from Orchards, Pretoria. Uh, I'm wondering, I like uh, Bongani Zungu, but then I'm wondering if he's saying he has, he's speaking to Rulani almost every day regarding those tweets. I'm commenting on them especially, but I haven't spoken to Coach Pito. Uh, I think something must be done between the two so that the, we can unite them. So uh, that's my take. And I feel like if he comes back to South Africa to come play, we, he can still come play for Mamelodi Sundowns. We still love him at Mamelodi Sundowns. Thank you. Bye. Good evening, SAFM listeners. This is Osama. If this interview was live, I was going to ask Bungani, why did it take him so long to call Piso? Why did he not make at least a tweet to clear the air? I suggest he refrain from speaking to Pizzo. Let their love with Rulani be not at Pizzo's expense. I think your questions were lenient to him. Next time, we want him live on air. Thank you. Okay, noted, noted, noted. There, we're going to try and get him live on air. But to be fair, we, we really didn't call him about uh, the tweets. We were really not calling to talk about the uh, drama. But I can see that clearly uh, I've, we've opened up some wounds here and people have been healed from those wounds. And hence the reaction that we're getting. We had really wanted just to catch up with him, find out how is he recovering from injury and just to get an update on uh, just how our other players are doing in, in, in France. And if you listen to the interview, it was actually the last part of the interview was the part about the tweets. But clearly, clearly, uh, Bongani Zungu needs to redeem himself here uh, because there is so much reaction, even on social media. I mean, this reaction that I can't read. There's one that says, and you know what that means. And uh, then Titseko says, that sounded like never from the pizza protection services as the football tepo calls them they're also known as the vlog boys and dosi says ben 10 was out of order how can he insult the maestro pizza and the bureau of sa soccer standards mamelodi sundowns like he says so bongani speaks to rolani every day but he can't send a simple text to pizza to apologize i find that very strange and then theo machopa i can't read you um this is a family radio station uh casey silepe says this is just nonsense i'm sure i can say that 
and uh, also um, Osama. I think that was the voice note. Was that the voice note from Osama? He says he thinks Pizzo is a fool. No single tweet of apology and a phenomenal PF soccer on Twitter says perhaps he knew that Pizzo was not going to take his nonsense and that's why he didn't text him. And uh, somebody says, uh, PF also says since Bongani Zungume says we made peace with him as fans, can you please ask him to unblock us as a sign of that peace? Okay. And then somebody says, I don't respect him. He needs to apologize to uh, coach Pizzo Bongani Zungu. This is just uh, not good enough. So yeah, I can go on and on and on uh, because of the reaction that is coming through on uh, social media. Uh, but we're going to have to move on. As I mentioned earlier on, we're also going to talk darts. Uh, we want to catch up with uh, South African uh, Devin Patterson, who is uh, playing who is playing darts, obviously, um, overseas, as I mentioned earlier on. And uh, he's going to speak to us just about his journey. And also we'll find out, we'll get a chance to find out about the state of darts in South Africa. The tweets are still coming through. Charlie says, I think he thinks Sundown's fans are full in his statement of apology. He only mentioned Mitchell, not Pizzo. Why now? Uh, somebody says his tweet was clear. It's too late to apologize. Even Coach Benny McCarthy knows that. Andres says, Siasazi isilungu bafo ngalali ngati. And yeah, that's what's going on. We're going to talk that up next. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. So then, let's go all the way. I think we are going to Bradford, if I'm not mistaken. And that's where we find South Africa's Devin Peterson, who is now playing darts on the international scene. He's actually been playing for a number of years now. Devin, a good evening from us here on SAFM. And thank you for joining us. Devisa, my man. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, uh, Devin. I see you're now staying in Bradford. Is that where you're based? Yeah, that's um, that's exactly where I'm based. Um, it's more central for the for the tour. The tour is now bumped up to about 46 tournaments for the year. So, yeah, I based myself in, in Bradford for just for traveling and, and yeah, just making it central because we've got our airport, uh, all train stations, and all the the major major routes. So, it makes it so much simpler. I remember you you once said uh, that you were making up to 20 trips a year between England and South Africa to play darts. How how tough was that? No, that was that was probably at the beginning of my career and mm-hmm. that's before I got my residency permit. But in the beginning, I mean, we, we obviously had to fly in and out and, and do one thing to make it on the on the professional tour. And I think back in the day, uh, if I think back of those days, um, it's all it's all actually actually worked out pretty well. So yeah, I think the traveling killed me, but uh, what doesn't kill you make you stronger in the sense. So I'm happy that I've, I've now migrated and moved to the UK. And so now my trips are three times a year back to, to sunny South Africa. And <laughs> most of the year, I'm in the cold of, of the UK. Yeah, I saw you in one of those flights when you were coming back home. I think we were on the same flight from London sometime last year, right? That's correct. Yeah, you went to go watch <laughs> Arsenal, which is struggling on the sixth position at this point in time but you know it's, it's not your fault okay let's leave that one out of this interview De- Devin w- w- would you would you describe yourself are you a professional darts player now is darts professional overseas yeah um, it's it's a proper profession as well um, it's, it's recognized by the UK government as a, as a profession so I'm 100% a darting professional that plays on tour and does exhibitions all around the world so yeah it's, it's how I, I obviously make a living and keep the lights on at home and it's so, so far it's been successful and I think that my, my brightest and my best days are still ahead of me so I've, I've really just kind of scraped uh, or just started laying the foundation and my profile has expanded um, globally which is which is fantastic and yeah, hopefully, hopefully this year is going to be a 
the year that catapults me into the, the top 32 in the world. And, and yeah, it just makes Devin Peterson in South Africa and Africa as well a just a, a continent to be recognized. Mm, and we're going to talk about what you've done so far, but what are you looking to achieve in this sport and how long do you see yourself playing for? Look, darts itself, um, it, if you look at if you look at Raymondson Barnafeld, he's number one, uh, was yeah. the one of the Dutch legends, and you look at Phil Taylor, they retired when they were 55 years old, so I've got another 23 yeah. years before that. So if I can continue playing at the, at, the, at the level and increasing my level with all the experience, 23, 24 years um, of playing would be amazing, and you get to travel the world. And yeah, I think I think that's that's how far I can see. And and obviously, my my ultimate goal is to be world champ within those 24, three years, and be the first African world champ um, in the sport. So that's that's one of the major goals. And but I think that those goals can be can be set and and achieved a lot sooner than taking 23 years. It'll probably take me another three, five, five years, hopefully max. Um, to achieve that and hopefully create an opportunity for a lot more South Africans and African players to come through and, and, and show, the, show the, their skills on the, on the international circuit. Okay, and uh, for those who've just joined us, we are catching up with South Africa's professional darts player now based in uh, in England, uh, Devin Peterson. Please feel free to join the conversation on 0891-104-207, especially if you're familiar with the state of darts or with darts in the country. We just want to get an understanding and some insight into what's happening here in South Africa and if there are any other Devin Petersons coming through and how can we produce uh, this Devin Peterson. So please call us on 891 You can SMS us on 40938. Our WhatsApp number is 0614104107. We're using the hashtag SAFM Spot On on social media and we'll continue the conversation after this quick break. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Still catching up with uh, South Africa's professional darts player, Devin uh, Peterson. Devin, let's go back now for the people not familiar with your journey. And uh, where did it all start for you? I know your whole family is into darts. Is that how you were introduced to the sport, to the game? Yeah, that's correct. My dad, he played, uh, my dad, George Peterson, he played when he was 12 growing up and he played for a team called Haydlands. And they started, my uncle, my late uncle, uh, David, he, he started the team um, in Bonteville, and then yeah, they played in the Spra in the Spra Union in Haderfeld, sorry, and they played in the Spra Spra Union, and then obviously I I came um, I was uh, the last of the of my two older brothers, and then I started I picked up the game late, like 15, I think it was, and then oh. yeah, continued to practice on a daily basis, and then my dad obviously said that I needed to um, I need to first complete my schooling before I can actually play. I mean, that just made me, motivated me more to, to train harder and so that I'm ready for my first game. Once I started the game, I think um, it was always going to be an opportunity for me to really um, carry the flag that my my family has. has. My family has loads of dark players in it, um, like my brothers, both of them play, mm-hmm. all my uncles play, and a lot of my cousins. So when we get together, it's always a dark day. <laughs> and yeah, then I started playing in the Union in Mitchell's Plain. Um, I did I did really well in Mitchell's Plain. I mean, I got selected for Western Province, represented them numerous times, and then went on to go play in the African um, the Zone Six, which is a African competition. Um, did very well there. Um, yeah, I mean, once I have won almost all the trophies or all the, the tournaments that I could win um, in the, in South Africa, it then obviously motivated me to come to the UK, um, which I won to qualify to play in the World Champs. 
And that was the introduction to Devin Peterson on the world stage. And once I got here, um, after my game, I was approached by one of the tournament directors' sons. Um, he's the manager of one of the uh, sports agents on the side. And then he said that he'd like to sponsor me. And then that was the, the beginning of my dark career. And now I am a full-fledged pro. And this has been my, I think it's the sixth year now. Mm. There's a big darts community in, in Mitchell's Plain. And uh, I've seen, I've actually been there for one of the tournaments that you were going to play early in your career. I think it was 2011 or 2012 where people were going to gather at a hall. They were going to try and stream it live and so that they can watch you play. How big is that Is is, is that community in, in, in Mitchell's Plain? It's massive. I think um, not just in Mitchell's Plain, though, but if I, if I were to break up the numbers uh, nationally, I think we have about 5,500 members registered. Mm. And then just neighboring outside of, of South Africa is another 2,000 as well. Um, but that's the registered members with the amateur body, which is part South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then you have, obviously, there's, there's some other, other bodies as well. Um, and they have a, a massive contingent. But with the, 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 the popularity of the sports and it's been showing on Quesi Sports, I think it is, um, and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's now pushed me to give back to the community where I created a, a organization called African Dance Corporation, mm-hmm. which hosts um, qualifying events for um, the, the, the PBC, which allows players to play in the World Cup, which is hosted in Germany, uh, Hamburg, and then also the World Championships, which is hosted in London as well. So, um, And we host a, a national tour, which will and will be branching out into the rest of Africa as well this year, um, which is obviously will be hosted in Botswana, which will allow players from all over Africa to compete and then compete for um, obviously to come play in, in the UK. So, yeah, there's, it's, it's a really a massive, it's a massive sport and it's, it's moved into the realm where a lot more, the, the, the players that are, are coming as a lot more younger players and the interest, we want to push it into schools as well so that we can then obviously then tap into those talents and then nurture the talent so that they can become uh, a professional in the sport because the the sport is, has always been deemed a pub sport, which mm. is consuming alcohol whilst playing and so on and so forth. And you can't really get away from that because that is the origin. But if you look at the majors hosted in the UK um, and globally, it's massive turnouts like between 4,000 and 10,000 people at, the, at an event. Um, and those events last for weeks. And then you also see the professionalism and it's been um, aired on Sky Sports yeah. and all the, the the national TV stations as well globally. I mean, not national, but global um, TV stations. So it's 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 really there for, for South Africa and South Africans as well. I mean, the quality that we do have and the quality coming up in this sport itself is, is fantastic. And it shows that um, South Africa will always have a footprint within darts and we can always just take it there, basically. And what kind of support are you getting with this initiative of yours? Are you doing everything out of your own pocket? Yeah, well, I started um, and I was out of my own pocket. I got some sponsors um, from um, other um, radio stations as well. And then also some of my friends, my family chipped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of it came out of my own pocket, which obviously hosting events um, with the magnitude that we do, um, having 200 to 250 players at an event, having major um, holds, setups, and so on and so forth. So it does cost a penny, but I think that the legacy that that I that I envision that 
I will leave afterwards, obviously not being here. It will continue and we'll have a lot more South Africans coming through. So, yeah, it's, it's the African Darts Corporation is, is definitely the next step. Um, not to professional darts, but it's a step closer to professional darts, which will then get the players over here and then award them that opportunity that they so crave and, and they so really want to do. But a lot of players don't have the... They don't really see a, a. They don't have the guts, if I must call it that. They don't have mm-hmm. the, the the push to to actually because it's it's a, it's a daunting task to become a professional because you have to play in the Q school and then you have to fund your way and all of those things. And I've I've gone through all of that and persevered and and now I get to apply my trade in um, globally, basically. Okay, we've got a voice note that's come through here for Devin Pedersen. Uh, a very big thank you to SAFM for this platform for our dart players in South Africa. I would like to thank Devin Peterson for being our ambassador in darts and carrying darts from South Africa to overseas. I would also like to encourage our junior players to start joining the game and finding interest in the game. And also sponsors. The darts game needs a lot of sponsors from businesses Please, if the guys can all come on board and enjoy the game with us. Um, this is Ricky Jagri from Msunduzi Darts PRO. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still catching up with the professional darts player Devin Peterson. Devin, you spoke about your journey. You've also represented South Africa at a, at a, at a, at a World Cup where you've played with Sean Hogan. Um, what, when you go play for the country, what kind of support do you get? From the from the so, federation, I think I think from from the way in which the the darts is marketed in South Africa, um, the audience participation isn't um, as big as it is in the UK, which is the reason why I created the African Darts Corporation so that I can change the dynamic. And it's it's you get the support from only dart players basically because they are the ones in the know because the darts is not that market. It's not marketed correctly in South Africa or Africa as a continent. And yeah, so basically, if you were a dark player, you would know that who's selected, who's the top players. But what we want to do is introduce it to the people and outside of the circles of dark so that the, the, the sport can expand. And that's the reason why we're obviously looking to introduce it into schools and so on and so forth. But I think that the, the community and the dark itself has grown. Um, in South Africa itself, um, with everybody knowing about the PDC and seeing my face regularly on TV, mm. um, it just brings a, a passion that was not there before because you never had anybody representing your country or from South Africa on TV. And now it becomes a, a thing where people got together, at the, at, especially at this world, uh, the world championships that I participated in, in last year. It mm. was... The first time I've seen so many people get together um, to watch a game because they would send me messages and, and pictures and so on and so forth. And the, the the amount of messages I've got, I got some random as well sending me messages and saying how how impressed they were with the sport and what is being achieved. But I think that with with that kind of look um, and feel on, of the what the UK obviously presents, I think we, we need to get that over into South Africa to introduce and get more people attracted to the sport within South Africa. I was actually also following that on, while I was catching the highlights on Sky Sports every day. They had uh, a crossing to the World Dutch Championships there. How does the PD, how is the PDC structured and who takes part in that tournament? 
So the PDC is basically the, the top 128 players in the world. We compete on a on a week-to-week basis, and then we play a pro tour as well as a European tour, and then that gets you the ranking in the world, and then your ranking in the world obviously qualifies you for major events um, as it is. And, yeah, you've got the likes of Michael Venko and Gary Anderson. These are all the top boys, um, Peter Wright, and so on and so forth. And you've got Joe Cullen, which is a good friend of mine, and he also lives in Bradford. Um, so, yeah, so there's... there's the best that, that, that plays the sport is, is obviously represented on the PDC circuit and we play week in, week out, basically. Mm. And you also take part in other tournaments around Europe. Which which others do you take part in? So it's the European Tour, which obviously is, is backed by the PDC and, uh, in, in, and as well as PDC Europe as well. So that's also the top 48. So we'll have top 16 players automatically qualify and the top 32 of the 128 need to play qualify to participate in that and we go to places like Austria, Spain, Germany, um, Denmark mm. and Holland and so on and so forth. So we do get a bit of miles um, traveling uh, but yeah, if, you, if you're looking at the, the kind of competition, we're literally playing the best of the best that, that exists. And last year, you reached the last 16 at the World Champs, your best performance since 2014. How do you look back at that? Um, it's, it's, it's great. I think the results showed, um, because I changed my, my technique of throw um, 18 months before that, and it's been a challenge, obviously, competing and changing the technique. So that, if I, if I were to put that in equivalent, it's like a, if Tiger Woods were to change his swing and whilst playing on the PGA, you, obviously he's going to drop and... My, I had a, a battling 18 months, and then I, I, I seek help with um, Wayne Model, which is a, a dart analyst, and a, a pro, he was an ex-professional as well, and I think his highest ranking was world number three. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we um, we got together, and then I obviously achieved the, the last 16 with a little threat and a bit of battling in the end. But, um, yeah, I, I could have got to the, to the semifinals, but... Um, I faltered at the, at the one hurdle and, and that cost me, but that's that and, and that's the, the level at which we play one small mistake and cost you an entire game, which is which is the difference um, in most of, of, of sport and professional sports these days. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really showing that the coming from a South African that loved in Mitchell's plane, um, it just shows that anybody can actually play if you just put your mind to it, basically. Are you still using the dots given to you by the legend, Phil the Power Taylor? No, I don't <laughs> actually. I've, I've changed uh, from that. But that, 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 that was obviously that kicked off my career. And yeah. um, we, I see Phil Taylor on the exhibition circuit because he's, he's retired now. It's his second year of retirement and he's been quite actively busy on the exhibition scene. But yeah, I, I've changed. I use the different pieces in signature dots. It's almost like an Ronaldo with a signature boot. Oh, yeah, so I've got my those. signature dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's... Uh, it's like Devin Peterson. It's a phase two as well, so it's the second of the of the editions, which is yeah, it's, it's been going really well, and and I feel like this is the year that uh, I can I can do I can perform really really well. Okay, well at least you got a stamp of approval from the legend himself, uh, Phil Taylor. We've got somebody on the line here, Devin's brother, Warren. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM, sir. Good evening. You hello, hello, hello Devin. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is like a family reunion. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Uh, you? I'm great. I'm great. 
Warren, nice you must game. be proud of this young man, how far he's taken this sport. I remember speaking to you a couple of years ago when you were saying that you always thought he had something special, but he's really going all the way here. Yes, definitely. I remember you uh, calling you and telling you of my brother that I'm so proud of because uh, it was unbelievable the, the level that he reached in darts. At first, I thought it was uh, because of my father being a chairman and him being young and throwing darts and he becoming player of the year. I thought it was a fluke and, you know, uh, nepotism plays a bigger role uh, here in this world. And then after that, he started winning and just winning and seeing him throw 180s, left, right and center. And then there was something, yeah, there was definitely something special. And uh, when he reached the, the, won the PDC, uh, to, to complain the PDC, I was quite surprised. And I thought, like, nobody knows this. So you were the first one I phoned and uh, You were a sports guy back in the day. I don't know, you still were a sports guy. <laughs> I was on TV but, at the time, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you, re- then you quickly responded to my call and came. And, yeah, from there, uh, you were on TV, but... Um, it's, I'm, we are all super proud of him for what he's achieved so far and uh, we wish him all the best and he can only become better but uh, you can ask him himself now on live radio um, we are all f- proud of him but um, you'll always be my baby brother <laughs> we, you know <laughs> okay, he's, let's... 10 years, he's 10 years younger than me so um, with him being the professional um, we played darts at home. It was always a dart board and we yeah. played darts. But and he beat you. The cal- yeah, can, if you can do the calculation, when I was 11, he was 1. When I was 18, he was 18. Me and my elder brother always threw darts. And then he wanted to play. And then we said, no, you're too small. <laughs> okay, that's a great story. I want to squeeze in Colin from Cape Town. Quickly, Colin, we uh, have a minute left. Oh, a minute. Oh, oh. Um, good evening, good evening to your guest too. Evening, you know, um, I used to play darts in clubs, you know, in uh, Weinberg and uh, Southfield. You know, um, every bar you walked into had a dart, a dart board, uh. and that was Saturday mornings, right up to Saturday evenings. But now, I believe you don't get dart boards anymore in, uh, in hotels and pubs and things like that. We used to play on a Tuesday, Thursday. We had so many clubs in Cape Town. And another thing to do now, I notice now, SABC TV. Years ago, they used to show a lot of darts on, on, on the, uh, on the um, television. Yeah. They don't show it anymore. Uh, guys, I even remember Jim Pike and those guys. Okay, we're going to find out what is going on. But thanks for that, Colin. I just wanted uh, to squeeze you in quickly, but we're really out of time. And our apologies to uh, the president of the Sunduzi Darts Club, uh, Colin Moodley. We were going to get to you, but we're out of time. Devin, thank you very much for joining us. I think this is a bigger conversation and we must have more of these conversations going forward. And please keep us updated with your progress. Yeah, I will definitely do, and thanks a lot, and thanks for getting everybody involved, and I hope that um, the, the conversation sparked a, a different kind of interest. No, for sure. And how do people follow you? Uh, Facebook is Devin Peterson. On Instagram, it's I'm the Devin Peterson, as well as on Twitter, it's Devin, Peters, Devin underscore Peterson. Okay. So, yeah, it's, I'm on all the social media platforms. And if you want to check us out, just drop me a line, and 
once you see what we have to offer for the African Darts Corporation this year and years to come, I'm sure that we will get some more people involved. Great stuff, and we'll have more conversations about darts, but we have to leave it there, folks. Thank you for joining us on the show.